Zip, 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 zip. Zip 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 know that already (laughs) yeah you probably already know this um so if you know anything about song of the south you probably know that it's a disney film one and it and it's racist maybe yeah it's very controversial controversial. it's a controversial disney film um and uh we watched it yeah and we watched it for this podcast because uh correct me if i'm wrong is this your first time or second time seeing the film or this is this is definitely my first well yeah this is my first time watching the film yeah yeah i I, i've never seen it before either Mm -hmm. like i i didn't really think i knew what it was till maybe a couple years ago Mm. it was one of those things where i saw clips of it and i'm like what is this Mm. And then I found out, oh, this is some hidden under the vault. The underbelly <laughs> like, of the Disney. Uh, un- the underbelly Legacy. of the vault Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I've i heard of Song of the South. Um, like, I think when I was a kid, I remember hearing about it and hearing that it was like maybe saw it in some magazine or newspaper article or whatever. But like knowing it was controversial because of its um, racism um, and most people probably, you know, haven't seen this film because it is locked away in the Disney vault because of its controversy, but probably have heard its most favorite song, famous, most famous song, Zippity Duda. Which is basically at this point, and this is just me kind of saying in, a, in, uh, in hyperbole a little bit that like it to a degree is almost like the Disney Corporation's uh, like theme song. Yeah, it's way. one of the main, or like one of like, their main, one songs. of the go tos. Yeah, yeah, for a Disney song, and so a lot of people know the song but don't realize it's from. They're this like, film. they're like, wait, what? Yeah, they don't know where it's from. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of recap. Um, song of the South is basically about this uh little boy named Johnny who goes to his grandmother's plantation during like the week of his birthday or something i think yeah. it's like the week of his birthday i think it's longer than or it's, a week. it's longer than it's a week quite long they go to they go to his grandmother's plantation for four four minutes yeah for a minute it's probably like a month or two whatever that's not doesn't matter. and the dad is like i can't stay i gotta go do business business things business business numbers words does not say what he's doing but he has to go do he's, something. he's gotta do man business mm-hmm. and little johnny is like oh i want my dad this sucks <laughs> he but, basically <laughs> he's like oh, my dad. i want my dad <laughs> he's um basically uh johnny is uh living at his grandma's plantation with his mother and his grandmother and um <clears throat> slaves and (laughs) (laughs) slaves and um it's rather ambiguous though it they leave it ambiguous i mean it's first of all it's not ambiguous they're at a plantation all the workers are black it's not ambiguous (laughs) at all no i only say ambiguous whether (laughs) they don't say anything i only say ambiguous whether or not they're slaves because 
you know, the whole sharecropping thing. Okay. But sharecropping is basically just monetized slavery. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yes, wait, technically okay. slaves. Let's, just, let's weird, back let's, it up. Let's finish the complete, summary. Let's Sorry. complete the summary real fast. Yeah. Because it's basically about uh, Johnny at this plantation and at this plantation meets this fellow named Uncle Remus. Mm-hmm. I almost said Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Remus, who... Uncle um, through, no. <laughs> through, uh Johnny's kind of uh, having a tough time at the plantation without mm-hmm. his father. Yeah. Um, but learns how to um, understand his feelings and learn learns like problem solving by listening to Uncle Remus's stories about uh, three funny characters, Brer Rabbit, Rabbit Brer Fox, and Brer Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and Johnny, he gets into like just some troubles and... Yeah, he gets into some troubles. He gets, he's like, I have troubles too. But yeah, he gets into some troubles, and mm-hmm. uh, through these stories, he learns how to deal with like his problems and like mm-hmm. the troubles that he has, and applies the he applies like the the lessons the, the lessons yeah. that uh, Brer Rabbit goes through to his own personal life in order to get through kid issues, basically. <laughs> yes, and it and that. That's not really a bad thing. It's like using fables to like learn a lesson. Yeah, well, I mean, hearing the when you hear the plot of the because I mean, that's basically the, the that's plot. the whole plot. Yeah, that's just what's happening in the film. Like when you hear that, it's like okay, that's not oh okay, that's, that's <laughs> what what's wrong about? with this? Okay. Yeah, what's wrong with this film? It's, it's hidden in the Disney vault. What's the problem? And these stories of Brer Rabbit and Brer Fox and Brer Bear, they come from uh, African American folk tales from the south like during slavery because they're you know african folks who use like these storytelling methods as like escapism and learning lessons like within their groups as well mm-hmm. but the movie and the book that is based on mm-hmm. by joel, joel harris, harris yeah. is his name it whitewashes it and mm-hmm. it kind of appropriates the stories mm-hmm. that this group of people who were enslaved and makes it like just a global not global but it makes it like a well yeah it makes it like a global southern american thing Mm -hmm. and it's not a hundred percent it's something that people who were slaves used but as a coping as a coping yeah coping yeah exactly they were coping with these stories and these and and these stories weren't written they were verbal they were passed down from generations Mm -hmm. and if i'm not mistaken like joel harris he worked on a plantation Mm -hmm. i forgot what his job was Mm -hmm. but it was called a turner plantation and Mm -hmm. he would often visit the slave quarters and a couple of people that he met there um i can't remember quite I can't quite remember their names, hmm. but it was a character who was basically like Uncle Remus, like Aunt T. Tim Timpe Timpy Timpy. Tim, I think it was Aunt just Timpy. Something Timpy. like that. The 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 unfortunately mammy looking lady. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this other woman who's there, basically, he basically based these characters off of them, and he heard these stories and compiled them and rewrote it and you got the uncle remus tales basically written by this white man even though they're not really his Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where the controversy 
con- but that's kind of where the controversy comes from mm-hmm. it also like um stemming off of that uh there are the obvious uh i guess overtly exaggerated racial stereotypes at least in um the way characters speak like in their vernacular mm-hmm. um and he was praised by that for capturing that vernacular in his book mm-hmm. apparently yeah i was that's what i found when i was doing some digging and i don't know some historians say like oh well it's fine because it's accurate and then other people are like well why are you praising him for like capturing quote unquote negro speak as as it was said mm-hmm. like that's i don't know it, it feels weird to me yeah and i'll like i'll also add like watching the film and having lived in the south like this film takes place in georgia but you know i live in south carolina Mm -hmm. um like i have family uh, family members that speak similarly to the way they speak in this film and i say similarly because there are a lot of words that are definitely like over exaggerated and definitely made up in this Mm -hmm. film that are to like just exaggerate the stereotype of that type of like because this is the way they speak is very like southern um and and black like even the the little white kids in this film kind of like speak in the same way Mm -hmm. um and um that is to say like that doesn't excuse it but like just saying that that's just how people spoke uh during that time in that like uh in that region Mm -hmm. but I would definitely say it's an over-exaggeration. Like, this yeah. is definitely not how... Like, they were just, like, making up words out of nowhere, all willy-nilly, mm-hmm. um, to use a kind of almost made-up word. But, um, yeah, so I, I could see where people are upset about that, yeah. with that racial stereotyping. Um, and you mentioned just the... Yeah, you mentioned the whitewashing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah and well there was another one as well right another point to to the in the controversy i feel like you because i was going to talk about the um kind of the sugar coating of slavery of that time yeah so so that kind of weirded me out because there are three animated segments in this film mm-hmm. and those are the kind those are the segments that people remember the most mm-hmm. honestly the live action bits are very boring yeah they are very, very long boring. and very boring and kind of badly acted um, they're kind of not lit very well either no. like i know that and, and this film you can't really you can't find it in stores anywhere you can't find it online uh for like on dvd very well anywhere mm. like there are kind of bad rips that you can find or like torrents of it mm-hmm. but even then like i was watching it and i there were a lot of shots where people were were lit weird mm-hmm. and typically all the black characters were just not lit well yeah and oh, i no, don't they... and, it, and i was confused by it because i was mm-hmm. like either this is just like a bad camera thing. rip mm-hmm. or either they just don't know how to light black people yeah no and, and I, I made it, the point and it's probably like a mix of both yeah no i definitely think it's a mix of both um and yeah, because I, I made a point to you because I was thinking we watched it separately and I was thinking that too while I was watching it. And I there was a point in the film where Uncle Remus, um, who is black, I don't know if we ever said that, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> he is like uh, he and Johnny are in a cabin which is only lit by fire. And uh, Uncle Remus is 
um, in the shadows of the shot um, and Johnny is kind of being spotlit a little bit whereas Uncle Remus is in the shadows and he all you basically can see are his eyes and his beard and his teeth and mm-hmm. it's like throw some light a little, on. little scary yeah exactly throw, scary. this supposed to be like he's trying to like tell this kid a story and it's just like you only have the spot on john like what are you doing like what come on going back to my, the beginning of my thought because i ended up talking about lighting sorry yeah oh yeah that's right. we're talking about sugarcoating <laughs> we're talking about sugarcoating slavery and then we start talking about lighting in live action <laughs> no okay so in the big during the very first tale that uncle remus tells to johnny about Br'er rabbit mm-hmm. he mentions the dialogue that he uses is a bit strange to me because mm-hmm. he says oh yeah back at a time long ago when everybody was uh, a lot more happy and cheerful and the animals loved the loved the people and the people loved the animals and it was just a fine time all day oh, it oh, makes me wonder like what time is he talking about mm-hmm. because this goes back to the ambiguity of whether or not like all the black people on the plantation are slaves or not or if they're all just sharecroppers mm. and in the book and in the Disney film, mm-hmm. it is never explicitly said that they are slaves or sharecroppers. They leave it up to the audience. Uh, I think, I don't know, with, with, with that framing of like a long time ago when things were better, I feel like that they're in like a very fairly recent or maybe like maybe 20, 30 years post-slavery. Mm. And... <sighs> It seems as if Uncle Remus seems to be talking about, in a very whitewashed way, because of the dialogue he's given, mm-hmm. that back then, things were better, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And that's what stands out to me about it. And that's kind of why I think, okay, so are they all sharecroppers, even though sharecropping is basically just monetized slavery because they're not going to get anything. But then again, like... All sharecroppers typically have their own land separate from the plantation and they just and they would like you know farm and at the end of the year they would give their the like the stuff that they harvested to whoever owned the land and they would barely get any money back mm-hmm. but even then like when slavery ended there are a, if I'm not mistaken there are records that there were a chunk of freed slaves that just kind of stuck around mm. the plantations and did the same stuff so what they knew. I don't know. Right. Cause in my heart of hearts I want to believe that they're not slaves. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they're slaves. They're definitely <laughs> slaves. They're absolutely <laughs> slaves. And it's sugar coated all over this mess. It's all it's it's, nothing but sugar. It's not great. It's, it's not, not great. It's not great. Which is one of the controversies like because it's just like this is like everybody's happy, everybody's singing. This is just a, a fun time being on this plantation, barely being paid at all. If they're getting paid at all, because mm-hmm. they're slaves, definitely. Because because they're slaves. They they are slaves, and <laughs> um and gosh, because now we're talking like when you're talking about um just like <laughs> I feel like hitting meetings. I f- not hitting meetings, but you're talking about the dialogue and what it could represent and things like yeah. that. And it made me feel like, uh, as you were saying that, it reminded me like, oh, Uncle Remus in the beginning of this film 
is trying to run away from this plantation. Like in the beginning of the film, he said he wanted. He to says, leave. "Oh, I want to leave. Like I want to get out of here." Um, and this and is... and a bit of context for that. So this goes back to the beginning of the film where. Johnny's father, mm-hmm. who's played by Bobby Driscoll, by the way, and for for our viewers that don't know, Bobby Driscoll, um, he's still like very little at this time, but Bobby Driscoll is the voice of Peter Pan. Oh, and he was kind of like a teen heartthrob at the time when when by the time Peter Pan came around. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. It was baby baby Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. He looked like Leonardo DiCaprio to me. He just had those eyebrows. <laughs> Yeah, like well, again, he was a teen, teen sensation <laughs> yeah, okay. by the time Peter Pan rolled around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the beginning of the film, uh, Johnny's dad leaves and he's uh, he's gone for an tournament in the amount of time. And Johnny's like, I don't want to be at this plantation without my dad. I'm going to run away. I'm going to Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going to go to Atlanta. Because <laughs> that's where his dad is. And um, Uncle Remus Kind you keep, of stops you keep wanting to say ruckus, don't I you? I always, I'm like Uncle Remus. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Remus stop, <laughs> stops him before he can run away, and he's and kind of convinces him not to run away with the story, with the tale of Briar Rabbit, mm-hmm. and saying that he wants to run away too. But he basically tells him this tale to convince him not to run away, and he kind of decides not to run away as well. <laughs> so you think that Uncle. So now I I'm think about Uncle to do Rebus, it. I almost did it now. <laughs> I think Uncle See, Remus was about to try to be a runaway slave because he was trying to run. He, I mean, he says it. I feel like he says it a little jokingly in the beginning, but I feel like mm-hmm. he actually wanted to go through with it yeah. because of what happens at the end of the film. So at the end of the film, uh, Uncle Remus is told by Johnny's mom. Not to go, uh, to stay away from Johnny, uh, because he's been telling him too many stories about brr, 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 brother, brother rabbit, <laughs> brother rabbit, brother rabbit. <laughs> and it's causing Johnny to air quote misbehave. Not really. I mean, he's not really misbehaving. He's truly just defending himself and actually learning some really good life lessons from also these if, tales. Also, if like they talked about it, yeah, if they like just sat down and talked. But you know the. You're not allowed to talk to the help. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, my point to that is um, Uncle Remus decides to go ahead and run away from his problems, I guess, uh, because he's he's not allowed to talk to Johnny anymore, which we kind of talked about this, too, while we were watching it. Um, well, we watched the ending together while we were watching the ending together, like. In the beginning, Remus is deciding to run away, but then decides not to when he meets up with Johnny. And then when he's finally not allowed to talk to Johnny, he decides to run away. And it's weird because there are other, I mean, children and people there that enjoyed his stories. Yeah, like literally what the first shot that we see of Uncle Remus is, is of him... In a, at a campfire mm-hmm. telling stories to these other kids mm-hmm. and Johnny's like peeking and looking and he's just kind of enamored by it like this old black man like telling these really cool stories and he's like wow like what, what what's going on here mm-hmm. and my thought process is just like okay so this little boy who you've maybe barely known for, a week let, maybe let, let, maybe let's, two weeks let's say a couple months it's yeah. been I don't maybe know. a couple months maybe yes. a couple months yeah 
you're that attached to him, but mm-hmm. you're not that attached to like the black children oh, that have the been children there, have been there, that have been there, yeah. that have been going through whatever you've been going through too, mm-hmm. and because you are not allowed to talk to him anymore, you real you think you have to like literally physically leave yeah when all she said was just don't talk to him no no more yeah exactly and that's i mean that's definitely one of those like <laughs> it feels like it's an appropriate like white watchman was like all right i can't talk to the one the one white kid i gotta go now yeah my life is not worth like, it he's this like this the only, he's like this the only home i ever did know yeah and it's like then why are you leaving why are you leaving <laughs> She just told you don't talk to him anymore. He don't got to come over. If he comes over, just tell him to go home. Yeah. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm sorry. That part just set me off. I'm like, no, it's what true. are you doing? It's like, he's, he's supposed to be this, like, I guess, not smart. I mean, not to say that he's not smart, but like, uh, I was going to say smart and I just thought, redacted it. Anyway, um, not to say that he he's a, he's supposed to be this figure that everyone looks up to. A magical Negro. He's so magical Negro. It like hurts. Yeah, he's very magical Negro. And why don't you explain what a magical Negro is for those who are not, uh, do not know the term. Uh, So for those that don't know, the the term of the magical Negro basically comes from a black character who's typically older, typically male in a lot of cases, Mm -hmm. that through some sort of like either a mystic means or like a fantastic realism kind of means helps bring our titular wild our, our titular like white main character and his or her problems to like a resolve through like I don't know like bonding or whatever yeah like advice or just yeah. appearing yeah advice appearing so so yeah like it's, it's kind of like like it's yep. almost like Dennis X Machina, but it's through a black person. Yeah. <laughs> Usually black male. And it's using like the black male older old the black older male character as kind of a tool to help repair whatever like family relationship issues or any type of relationship issues or just like other issues that our white main character is going through. They were like the tool for that and mm-hmm. help them learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. A couple of examples of magical Negro characters. Morgan Freeman. Mor- Mor- <laughs> in Morgan every film. Freeman. <laughs> almost, well, not in every film. I know, but not in every film. A, but... a lot of them are Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. So Uncle Remus literally is the first magical Negro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Oda Mae Brown and Ghost, Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, she kind of comes in. She literally sort of has mystic powers. She literally is. She can see ghosts, and, and she ends up only, solving Patrick Swayze's like relationship only there issues to help the main after characters. He, after, after he dies, mm-hmm. uh, we get <laughs> oh my god, Chubbs and Happy Gilmore. Oh, oh yeah, literally, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is God and Bruce Almighty. Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption. Mor- Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption. Bubba and Forrest Gump. The list. The list goes, goes on. on. The list goes on. So yeah, that's basically Magical Negro. Oh yeah, dude and dude whose name I can't remember right now in Green Mile as well. Michael Duncan Clark. Michael Clark Duncan. Yes. There we I go. Think, yeah. I think it's that. I that think that's the correct. right way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just another unfortunate trope that exists in media, and it dates back really far. 
Because mm. what? Song of the South came out in... 1946. 46. Mm-hmm. No, 46. As far as 46. So the Magical Negro trope has been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Do you think Disney invented the Magical Negro trope? Oh, geez, I hope not. <laughs> like, Walter! At least in film. <laughs> Walter, no! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Walter, why are you like this? Yeah, so... You can't answer me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So many controversies. She's Controversy. We got the, the appropriation mm-hmm. of uh, African-American stories. Uh, we got the stereotypical mannerisms mm-hmm. and vernacular. And stereotypical roles in general. Stereotypical roles. Because, you know, Mammy's cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. Taking Mammy care of the cooking. kids. Yeah. Also, ooh, um, the little boy whose name I can't remember, little black boy who lives on the plantation. Yeah, and the grandma that. was like, yeah, this is, this is my grandson. I want you to take care of him. And he comes in and it's not malicious. But he is very like he he's a little subservient to Johnny, just just a teeny bit. Yeah, he's like I got my he's own. Basically like, like, I, got my, I got my own little Have this Negro. child who is uh, your age to be your slave, and he is pretty subservient to Johnny. He wakes him up in the morning. He's like I, I he guess he prepares I, his wash basin. He's like I guess many he's like, more I guess points to for look me to out say for that him, and I guess to take slave. care of him. Yeah, and. And the other black characters kind of reinforce that this child was told to take care of the white kid. Like, why didn't you, you were told to look after him and like, you, you That's gotta right. do your job, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, again, not, there is nothing blatantly malicious. Like, they're not throwing the the N-word around. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's all in like, what they have the characters do where it's a little... Not even a little. It's very dated, very mm-hmm. black folks over here, white folks here. Yeah. You know. So the sugarcoating of uh, the times. Yeah. Um, and Magical Negro. Magical Negro. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think we hit a lot of the points. Do we want to talk about the actual animation. Yeah, the actual animation. Because we've most of these points are yeah. about the live action segments. Yeah. If you chop out the live action segments, like you do have like the same like stereotypical speaking, but they're animals, so it hits less a little bit. And then, but then you kind of get into that whole discussion of should animals still be still be used to kind of like be an allegory for people of color. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other oh, conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that just reminded me too, because um, um, earlier I was connecting, like, um, I was trying to connect Uncle Remus's running away, uh, and he talks about the tale of Briar Rabbit running away, and I was going to conflate it with, like, how in a lot of storytelling, animals are basically used as an allegory for um, people of color, and in this story... Like I was like I was matching it with runaway slavery and Briar Bruh Bruh Rabbit <laughs> trying to run away and escape his home that he's known for all his life, just like Remus also is escaping the the home that he known for all of his life. And Bruh Rabbit basically lives in this Briar patch. And these are all metaphors and things that I'm just conflating. I don't even know if the person who's writing is even think about this. He lives in a Briar like a Briar patch, basically 
his home is literally thorns Mm -hmm. just like oh wow yeah just exactly just like slate like you know when you're living on a plantation if you're a slave or if even if you're a sharecropper you're like you're not living in a great situation you're living basically in a house of thorns and he's trying to escape this house of thorns but is basically convinced to like stay within his house of thorns because there might be trouble out there. No, that's really good. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to think of earlier, but I, I completely ran. I fell off because I started talking about something else. But yeah, it's like I feel like they were not thinking about that. At and, all. The, and the thing is too, like, but I feel like maybe when they whoever told this dude, you know, Joel, the stories. That was like the lessons in those stories for them or something. He was like, "Oh, he's like, oh yeah, so this fine. All right, cool, tar baby, yeah, sure." Tar, oh my god, tar baby, gee. (laughs) And like, I have heard the term tar baby growing up, but I didn't know that that was like a racial term. Yeah, (laughs) well, well, a racial slur. I mean, I didn't know it was a slur in the sense of the fact that like. It's like one of those things where it's like our word, like like we've used it before, at least in my family, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, poking fun at people. Not, not that I condone doing that, because, mm-hmm. eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, as I became an adult, I was kind of like, okay, so somebody else says this, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had no idea that like, it was sort of a Southern thing, like where that came from. Mm-hmm. Until I became more of an adult. <laughs> mm. So, uh, and, all, okay, so we talked about the first one a little bit and had a little connection to, uh, it's it's metaphorical connection that I'm kind of just placing on it. Mm-hmm. I, I see, I see the lines. Anyway, um, in the second animated segment, um, Burr Rabbit is happy-go-lucky. Uh, he's basically jumping around the forest saying, hello, how are you to everyone? How do you do? How do you do? Whistle, whistle. Fine. How are you? Everyone repeats back. Um, uh, where, how's it going? Um, pretty good since we were born or something like that. It's such a pretty weird... Pretty good. Sure as you're born. Sure as you're born. Yeah, so odd. But anyway, he's basically hopping, happy-go-lucky hopping around. Uh, not a care in the world because he's a rabbit and he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And some of the animals are kind of like, yo, that kid's going to like die someday. <laughs> <laughs> What do the animals say? Like, he's, he's going, going to get his foot in it. He's going to get his foot in it. <laughs> and then Uncle Chris is like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Doing old man black laugh. And I'm like, yeah, that's how my granddad laughs. Um, <laughs> and I mean, basically, uh, Burr Fox and Burr Bear try to trick Burr Rabbit. Well, Burr Fox wants to eat him. Burr Bear wants to murder yeah, <laughs> I'ma <laughs> knock his head clean right off. Wait, should we do summaries for each of these segments? Because I didn't really explain the first segment at all. I just said that he tries to run away from home, and then I conflated a lot of things. Mm, I think that kind of explained it. Yeah, because he's just yeah, basically. Because that's all the first one is. It's just that he's trying. To, yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and like I mean, the rest of the story is that he. You know, escapes from Brother Fox from a yeah. trap and tricks Brother Bear, which explains why Brother Bear wants to kill Tell Brother Rabbit because he tricks Brother Bear. Okay, that's way. it. <laughs> okay, that's the whole story. Sorry. Brother wants to kill Brother Rabbit because he tricks him in the first story. Anyway, second story. He's happy-go-lucky. Brother Fox and Brother Bear are trying to gag, catch Brother Rabbit in a trap using a tar baby. Yeah. What's a tar baby? 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's our baby. Yeah, <laughs> sounds so rude. Um, but you so <laughs> the star baby, <laughs> you said it is basically it's kind of it's a, a, a baby a baby made of tar. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's basically what it, it's literally tar. Um, uh, Brer Fox sculpts this um anamorphic no not anamorphic no, this humanoid it, it, type it's just a humanoid looking yeah, thing humanoid, made out of tar with, yeah, with the hat tar. and then yeah. like uh and, <laughs> and like Remus continuously calls tar baby yeah and it's just you know that kind of like being respectful thing because he knows that um Brer rabbit's kind of get annoyed by the fact that the tar baby can't talk back to him because it's not real it's just tar shaped mm-hmm. like a person yeah basically if bro rabbit interacts with this tar baby uh he'll be trapped and he'll be able to they'll because he knows he's gonna like either touch it or like try to knock Knock punch it (laughs) knock its head clean off knock its head clean off or whatever Mm -hmm. and then he gets stuck and then Brer Fox and Brer Bear come at him and they try to capture him. Mm-hmm. But then he uses, he, he Looney Tunes him basically saying, mm-hmm. you know what? You got me captured and you can do, you, you're going to do all these awful things to me, but please don't throw me in that briar patch. <laughs> and then Bro- it's so great. He does that at least three times. He's just like, don't throw me into that briar patch. They're having a conversation like blah, 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 blah. He was like, okay, but whatever you do. Don't throw me into that briar patch. And Brer Fox being like, ooh, I'm going to do like the worst thing to him. Ha, ha, ha. I'm, I'm going to get him good. He throws him in the briar patch. But guess what? That's what he wanted him to do. That's what he wanted him to do because Briar Rabbit came from the briar patch. He don't play that. Yeah, exactly. It might be thorny, but that's where he lives. Yeah. He knows what's up. It's fine. Yeah. And he gets away. Yeah. And then Johnny uses that same thing and some bullies. Yeah. And the bullies get their booty spanked by their mom. <laughs> okay, so we're going. We're we we might be going a little on. So let's the animation. Yeah. Because there's also a third animation moment and kind of technically a fourth in the end. A uh, little sequence where they're all coming together at the end of the film. All it's everything's happy go lucky and they're singing zippity doo da zippity day and all the animals come together. Um, all the animated animals come together. Mm-hmm. Uncle Reem is shocked by this because he's been telling tales and which is very that, strange. This is so strange because during the animation segments throughout the film, Uncle Remus is present within all the animated segments. So it seems like he like all this is real to Uncle Remus. And he interacts with all the characters, too. So it's just like, oh, this is real. But at the end, he's like, wait, they're real? And it's like, wait, I, you were talking to them earlier. What are you talking about? Well, it's weird because it's like I interpreted the animated segments as him, you know, making it up. Like, it's not supposed to be real. It's, it's stories, you know, like we said, like to cope. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they show up at the end mm-hmm. makes it a little confusing. It makes it a little confusing, I suppose. It does make it confusing, but it's, like, joyful as heck. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's very joyful, yeah. very, like, you want to groove to it. Mm-hmm. You, it makes you feel happy because you're, like, cause you're like, yeah, the, the, the kids are good, and mm-hmm. then the, anim- the animated characters are there, and Uncle Remus is having a good time with the kids and the characters walking off into the sunset, mm-hmm. and it's just a really nice... And the chorus is singing super dope, like, yeah, zippity doo da. Yeah, that, 
That's not. Is that the Sherman Brothers? Or, I know, mate. Or is it that other guy, Churchill, whatever his name is, that did, you lost that did me Bambi? Is that. <laughs> they're, they're they're like the typical like composers that did stuff for Walt, ah. and the Sherman Brothers did a lot of those OG songs. Mm. Um, yeah, it did feel, it did sound very much like Bambi. Like yeah, like it felt April showers it felt like a classic like Disney film. And it yeah, it was so, oh man, like who I, I feel like. <laughs> It's and it's and it's to... it's weird because like what we're, we're it sounds like we're contradicting each other yeah. and the thing are, are contradicting like what we say yeah but, we're saying things that are bad about the film but we really like certain things about it mainly the animated parts yeah the animated again, parts definitely great all that live action stuff a snore yeah and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that. It is the way it is mm-hmm. because it just hasn't aged well, and mm-hmm. it's just. I don't. I don't know if I feel this film is racist. I think it's just ignorant. Mm-hmm. I think it's very ignorant. It's very ignorant. Yeah. Would you, would you say, that it should be kept hidden, in the vault? No, I don't think <gasps> that people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> But the reason why I say is that I don't think it's racist is because it's not malicious. It's not like Birth of a Nation where it's saying black people are awful, Mm. black people suck, this Mm. is why, and they're inferior. It's like some ignorant... It's... It's like it's basically an ignorant white person from that time period thinking that thinking that everything is fine mm. and is portraying it and showing it that everything is fine mm. when in reality that's not what the situation is. Mm. And that's why I think it's really ignorant and not necessarily racist and I hope that that doesn't like bump anyone because mm. because it, it's hard for me to navigate too right. because there's a lot of things about it like I cringed every time and Aunt Tipe, I can't remember her name. I think it's Timpy. Tempe, Tempe, Tempe. The lady who's basically the mammy. I cringe every time I saw her because I was like, mammy characters are not, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Magical Negro, that's not good. Mm-hmm. The man that played Uncle Remus, mm-hmm. James Basket, he was the best actor in that movie. He was. He was the best actor. He's definitely the best actor. But you. But what sucks is that when the movie premiered, mm-hmm. he was not allowed to go to the premiere at all. Outrageous. Like, incredibly outrageous. That's insane. He wasn't allowed because of Why? Segregation. Tell me why. Because of segregation laws. What? Okay, that sounded indigenous, but I was very, like, the, 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 this took me aback when I first heard about this because it's, like, it's insanity. That's it really is truly But the interesting bad. thing is that, like, it's not just... Our generation criticizing this film and critiquing it when it came out people were like yo walt what the heck this is kind of bad mm-hmm. this isn't great yeah people criticized that civil rights groups were like yo what is this yeah this is ridiculous mm-hmm. and they had every right to mm-hmm. but walt was like uh stand my ground <laughs> no it's fine mm-hmm. american folk you guys tale. just don't get it you, you, you black civil rights activists just don't get it. We made the story and we're correct because, you know, Walt Disney. <laughs> there was a quote from Walt that said that he, he joked at 
like after the premiere at like a press conference or something saying that like haha you know we had to like tone down the uncle remus's dialect because it was just so intense so well it's funny it's fine don't even worry about it mm-hmm. and i'm like walter no no stop it no this wasn't toned down at all <laughs> Uh, and the yeah. movie has been released in theaters Several multiple times. times in 1956 to celebrate its 10 year anniversary mm-hmm. in 1973 in 1980 for the 100th anniversary of the author that wrote the book mm-hmm. and the last re- uh, release was in 1986 for the but, 40th anniversary but by that time people were really like can you not <laughs> yeah like, um this is offensive this isn't great <laughs> this is not good yeah and again like it's one of those weird things where it's like i'm at the point where i'm like beyond being offended by it i'm just kind of like right. shaking my head like oh you don't know like, these choices like, you, are you, not you don't even yeah, know like who you know Mm-mm. not good and i don't know if that's weird to say or not like i Weird to say how? What do you mean? I don't know. It's just that, like, because I know that a lot of people just think the film is full-on racist, and I don't necessarily feel it about it. it. It's just, like, a deep, disappointed sigh. Yeah. Where you're, like... I feel Ugh. this is how I kind of... um Because I, I feel like I'm on the same boat as you. I don't, like, when it comes to the answer, like, do you think it should stay in the vote, and do you think it's racist? I agree with you. I feel like probably doesn't need to be stay hidden away in the vault because of its like racist undertone or overtones or whatever overtones. <laughs> <laughs> um and i kind of have that feeling because there is i feel like there's so much more aggressive forms of racism in like just pop culture and media and aggressive like just things towards humanity in media these days as well so i feel like our minds are kind of like oh this is not that bad yeah like we've seen worse portrayals we've seen like worse things happen and with the addition of it being like such a like upswing like uh happy-go-lucky kids film it doesn't feel as bad as and and to mention like people already like beating it down before we can even see it saying like oh this is racist this is terrible this is hidden in the vault now like it it's got this like giant monster of a thing in front of it and then when you actually go to look behind the curtain it's just like some small dude who's like uh whatever oz the wizard of oz or something you know like um it's not as bad because people you know people have inflated it so largely and and that doesn't necessarily mean that like we don't think there are problems with it and again like, yeah, exactly. we've been talking about the problems the whole time yeah yeah it's just that like it's just a super ignorant movie mm. it's just very ignorant yeah and i think that if bob Iger wanted to or is it Iger? i can't remember i think it's Iger. you lost me at if <laughs> if, if, he, if he wanted to mm-hmm. uh make that executive decision to like bring it out of the vault or who, whoever makes that decision mm-hmm. i'd be like sure like, all right put put the disclaimer in front of it saying yeah. like hey this isn't great uh we made this but it that this is what it is and maybe you know you can learn from it like mm-hmm. what not to do <laughs> yeah like i feel like if like with there's the some censored type 11. of like history yeah when we were talking about the the censored 11 um like, like an addendum to, in the front yeah to your i remember you making the point um during that episode 
or you know during his chatting that to hide it away and pretend like he didn't do it is like that's worse worse <laughs> than just going like hey this exists but this was the problem of how we portrayed um people back then do i do i think that zippity should be in the theme park still i don't know <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Because it weirds me out every time I go to... But it's mighty satisfaction. (laughs) Mighty satisfaction. (laughs) It weirds me out every time I go to Disneyland. Like the first time I went. uh, At Goofy's Kitchen near the Disneyland Hotel. Mm. And um, you can go there and, you know, take a photo with Goofy and the face characters walking around, whatever. Mm. Every like 15 or 30 minutes... They say it's now time for zippity doo dah vent, and I was like eating my food, and I just was like, "What?" I Run. Just, like I stopped. I was like, "Do I need to leave? What? What?" And then you just hear zippity doo dah playing with this feminine voice singing it all happy go lucky and mickey and minnie and pluto and chip and dale and goofy are wearing their goofy's kitchen like you know server outfits Mm -hmm. and waving handkerchiefs around going and i'm just kind of sitting there like i thought that we weren't supposed to talk about this (laughs) but you're embracing it fully (laughs) huh it's because the song is just so or maybe not fully you're they're embracing like the musical and animated aspect of it because mm-hmm. when they re-released the film in I think eighty six or it was either the eighty release or the eighty six release, they like in the advertising for it didn't even really acknowledge the live action segments. Right. They made the main focus Uncle Uncle Remus and the animated characters. Mm-hmm. And those characters have appeared multiple times over the years, but Uncle Remus has basically all but been eliminated, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's as if he didn't happen. It's as if the live-action bits didn't happen. It's mm-hmm. just all about the animated segments. Because Splash Mountain is just a retelling of, like, those animated bits. Mm-hmm. And the frog, or, and the narration is not Uncle Remus narrating in Splash Mountain. It's it's this frog character mm-hmm. who basically takes his role mm-hmm. in Lion King one and a half. There was a, there, there was a trailer for it and kind of in the vein of mystery science theater 3000, Timon and Pumbaa are like walking through the movie and a bunch of like other Disney characters show up. The characters from song of the South, Br'er Fox, uncle, uh, not uncle Remus, uh, Br'er Bear and Br'er Rabbit, the, their silhouettes show up. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there are background characters in House of Mouse with all like the Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's as if Disney treads very lightly with this movie, but it's like they don't want to let it go. Mm. So I don't know if it's like better to. I feel like at this point it's better to just kind of just just release the thing already. Yeah. If you're trying to hold on to it this badly, you know, mm-hmm. don't pretend like that part didn't happen. Yeah. Like they did in Fantasia. Because I think that's a little more that's pretty low down what they did with Fantasia. Mm-hmm. And for viewers that don't know in Fantasia in the pastoral sequence with the centaurs and everything where it's like very Greek mythology, um, there's a sequence where the centaur females are like getting dressed up and ready to go present themselves to the guys 
And there's little donkey centaur girl who is the most stereotypical racist caricature that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And she's very subservient mm-hmm. and is basically... She's a slave. She's a centaur slave to the other she's, centaurs. She's a centaur slave, I guess, basically. She's below all the other centaurs. They're all standing up, and she's doing. So- I forget what she was doing, but I remember she's, she's on like the ground. She's like brushing their hair and like putting yeah. putting little like flower petals in like their in their tails. Mm-hmm. And they cut her out. Like she's gone. Yeah, she's not she's in the movie. Out. She's, yeah. she's cropped out. They. I don't know. They did a version where they scraped mm-hmm. her from the cells. I feel like, and I feel that is worse to do. It's don't pretty... pretend you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it, like Warner Brothers did, and said, "Hey, we screwed up." But we don't want to, like, pretend that this didn't happen. Right. You know? And I feel, uh, like, I can kind of look, because I feel like there are definitely going to be people there that have this thought that marketing-wise, it's probably not, like, if you have something in the vault, because, like, if you have, when when Disney's releasing something out of the vault, that's basically saying, like, we're proud of this. Yeah, they Buy make, they make a big deal. Yeah, exactly. And, but, and Disney's so all about get, their brand. Get, so. I can get if, you know, they're not going to make a huge press release saying, hey, guess what? This is to, at though. the vault. Yay. Like, I'd oh, say, no, like, just, just like as an educational yeah, tool. Yeah, exactly. Kind of make, make, like, make it available as like a historical document. Like, hey, this is just like, this exists and this is real. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be something that's like for kids to eat up. I mean, I'm sure historians have their copies or whatever, but I don't know. It's just, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I can also see the, the marketing side of it where it's yeah. kind of like, this isn't the, the best bus- idea. The businessman side. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. And is it contradictory of me to say that the donkey girl is a racist caricature, but... Song of the South doesn't feel racist to me, just ignorant. Maybe I haven't seen Fantasia in a while, and probably even parts of Fantasia I did see may have already had it cut out by the time I saw it. Yeah, well, the first time I saw it, it was cut out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it till like I became older, and I was, you know, just digging around the internet. I come to find the Fantasia deleted racist scene. I'm like, well, what was that? I'm gonna clip that on YouTube, and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yeah. Trying to hide that, huh? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Final verdict. Do we already do our final verdict? We kind of did. I guess we kind of did because it's yeah. like the censored eleven Warner Brothers. Those are racist. Mm. Those are very racist. Yeah, those are incredibly like those are definitely racist. That's racist. Malicious intent. Or a matter of fact, probably not malicious intent. But you did it, and it was it was very intensely it was aggressive. It's their stereotypes were aggressive, and and I think too the difference is that the fact that it's all played for a joke, exactly. Like we're making that's, fun. Yeah, exactly. That's the malicious intent. Like yeah. it's not they're not intending to hurt people, but they are hurting people in their By entertainment. Around. Yeah, exactly. And the it, Song of the South is not like like I feel like Song of the South is like. It's probably like a push or a nudge, whereas the censored eleven was like a stab in the back. <laughs> I think I think it's like that thing where like if you have a, I don't know, you have like a white friend who doesn't know any better that mm. 
invites you and your black friends over to like a hangout mm. and then just puts out fried chicken and watermelon for everyone to eat or something like that and because they're trying to relate mm-hmm. not that i have ever experienced anybody doing that it was just something i thought of that would be kind of like you didn't mean really. to yeah like you weren't trying to you, do this you missed the mark it. <laughs> right right it's like ooh, let, let me pull you aside yeah and i feel like with the, you <laughs> like, like i feel like with with the golly like with the censor i said golly with the censored 11 it's kind of like we're making this and we don't really care how you feel about it whoever yeah. is being uh, impacted by this but with the disney thing is like okay we do care by about who's being impacted by it but then realizing that they did something wrong yeah. and you know kind of like oh yeah we're probably not we did not do this right and and, and Iger apparently Bob Iger he's he's all he's he has commented on it saying that like he finds the film like uh like antiquated and like fully offend like kind of offensive so kind of. it is kind of offensive. <laughs> so Maybe we're never going to actually see it released from the vault, the mm-hmm. Disney vault. So, if it doesn't, I don't, I'm not. I'm not yeah, personally hurt it's also, by it. Yeah, like, it's I don't, I'm like, not advocating for them to like. Right. It's to like, like take it out the vault now. Yeah. Like, like, I, like hey, like, like you do you, but yeah, also like, you like we get we we get it, but also like hey, but also you know whatever. It's like your if, life. Yeah. It's like if it's you wanted company. to, sure. If you don't whatever yeah but we see you yeah. we see you being slick <laughs> we see like don't don't pr- like i'm we're like we know you're trying to hide this but you think you think you're slick but mm-hmm. you know so i don't know song of the south is boring mighty satisfaction <laughs> mighty satisfaction <laughs> zip buddy doo <laughs> my oh my what a wonderful, wonderful day, day. Plenty of sunshine in my way. way. Zippity doo Zippity. <laughs> Wonderful day. That's a good way to end. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> we'll be here till next Thursday. All right. Please. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. To keep up with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And be sure to listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on iTunes. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time, see you later.